This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. Joining me as usual, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you? Good, Wally. How are you? And happy Father's Day to you. Well, you beat me to the punch. Uh, happy Father's Day to you, Naz. And also joining us uh, on the line off the hop, uh, Mr. Lou Franceschetti. Good morning, Lou. How are you? Happy Father's Day to both of you guys. I'm doing well, thank and you. you Lou. Uh, happy Father's Day to you, Lou, and to all the fathers out there. Uh, have, a, have a great Father's Day. Um, just to let uh, listeners know where we're going with the show today, uh, announcement that this is our last show for uh, for the season. Uh, we're going to take our summer break, our summer hiatus, as I call it. Uh, we won't be back next Sunday. Uh, we'll uh, we'll monitor the sports scene. If uh, the NHL starts back up, we'll probably be back sooner rather than later. If sports doesn't back uh, get back up, we'll probably be back uh, in early September as we did last year. Uh, just uh, we've got Leo Routens coming on after the first break, and we've got Mike Wilson, the ultimate Leafs fan, uh, coming on after the second break, and he will stay be staying with us. A little bit of a roundtable for the last half of the show. Naz, uh, it's been a great spring season on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. A little chance to recap and recollect. Uh, you know, we've been we've been in doing this remotely from the comfort of our homes, I guess, since the middle of March, if I'm not mistaken. It's been that long since we've been in studio, but we had a bit, we had a great run this uh, this spring. Uh, Peter Mansbridge, Dave Keon, Don Cherry, Stephen Brunt, Steve Simmons, John Shannon, Sheldon Keefe, Brian Burke, Ron McLean, and the Bobcat himself, Bob McCowan. Uh, it's gonna be tough to. <laughs> tough to beat that in our next season but uh man we've had a lot of fun in the last few months Ness. yeah we sure have some interesting guests for sure don cherry ron mcclain bob mccown and many more unbelievable yeah many more and talk, talking about mccowan uh you know what we had him on the show a few weeks ago he started up with a new podcast uh uh, if you've got five minutes, okay, you've got five minutes. Interesting story about that. It's already rocketed to the second most popular sports podcast on Apple. And uh, he announced it on our show a few weeks ago. Uh, you know what? He hasn't lost his touch, Bob McCallan. And uh, so it's been a great run. We continue to run with Lou Franceschetti. He's been a great uh, friend of the uh, Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Lou, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm just great. Uh, watching CNN here and all the uh, stuff that went on last night and the big uh, hoopla in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, all the, the backstabbing. Uh, so I can't complain. Today's uh, Father's Day. It's my day. It's Playing your around day. the golf. Oh, you're going up for some golf today, Luke? Good for you. 
Yeah, my kids, uh, my son Daniel's taking me out to Diamondback today, and uh, so I'll be enjoying the nice, hot, humid weather. And now I'll awesome. make sure I have sunscreen on. Have a, have a fantastic round. And uh, uh, talking about last night, Lou, we don't uh, we we try and steer steer away from politics <laughs> on this show. Uh, it's it's uh, not something which we want to. We don't want to stick our toes into that pool. Let's put it that way. Oh, I know, but uh, I need so a little bit of uh, comic relief first thing in the morning. <laughs> uh, let me divert the conversation to things that will probably keep us out of trouble. When you start <laughs> talking politics in today's world, uh, I guarantee you you're going to make half of your listeners upset. And it doesn't matter what side of the debate you want to take. Uh, I can t- I can uh Given my professional bent, I, I can take the both sides of that debate. Whatever side I'm going to take, I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to get a lot of people upset at me. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from that completely. Yeah, you're better off staying away from that, Wally. Yeah, let's stick to sports. <laughs> Politics is uh, is something uh, not that I guess we're probably not qualified to talk about. Certainly, something we've always endeavored to stay away from. Uh, as much as we possibly can, especially in this world. Although you know, uh, we we have had some uh, we have had some discussions, uh, you know, over the years about uh, you know social justice issues. We've tried to treat it in a non-political fashion as as best as we could, and try to keep it from a sports perspective, because there are certain important issues in sports that we've talked about. In fact, we talked about them with Butch Carter over the course of the last couple of weeks. Uh, so we, uh, uh, for, when it comes from a sports perspective, of course, we can talk about it. And as it's Father's Day, I always take the opportunity to, uh, you know, have very, very fond recollections of your dad. We spent so much time together when we were young men, uh, young, uh, young guys. Uh, you know, we got the ultimate least fan, Mike Wilson, on uh, later on in the show. But uh, I think your dad was the first in the was the first guy who. Uh, was the ultimate Leafs fan. We we spent a lot of time in front of your TV set in the 70s watching the Leafs play uh especially I I recall uh, and he he was he was pretty vocal and pretty opinionated when the Leafs were playing. I remember that. Yeah, he was he's quite the character when we were watching games. It was a lot of fun watching him react to the games that were played. Quite a guy, quite a guy. Thanks, Wally. For yeah, no, we certainly. Uh, I mean, we remember those big uh, Philadelphia Flyer Toronto Maple Leaf battles in uh, in, uh, in in the mid seventies. And if I recall correctly, I think your dad wanted to jump into the TV and beat the crap out of some of those Philly Flyer players. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he certainly had he certainly had a, an incredible passion for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, uh, Lou. Uh, you know, it's uh, the sporting world is uh, is is trying to uh, trying to get itself together, um, and you know we take a couple of steps forward and then we take a couple of steps back. And just be, be, before we go to break, we'll we'll continue this conversation perhaps later on in the hour. As a former player, COVID nineteen, uh, apparently the NHL has been testing since June the eighth. Austin Matthews has tested positive. Apparently, 11 other players have tested positive out of 200. Um, put yourself in the shoes of a current player. How do you feel about going back to work in these circumstances, Lou? Well, you know what? It, it, it really all depends whether all the uh, T's are crossed and uh, I's are dotted. 
uh, if they're going to go out uh, out of their out of their way to uh, to make everything very safe, I, I I would feel very very comfortable. Uh, you, you had to expect uh, some of these players to uh, probably contract the uh, or the, this virus only because if you look at the the the, the social uh, compatibility of individuals in their twenties and thirties nowadays. I think a lot of these people are not scared. They go out. Uh, you look at the beaches in Florida. You look at it, what it's going on out in, uh, in Arizona right now and uh, Oklahoma. Uh, there's no fear of these young people catching this virus, knowing that they're going to more or less uh, one day recover from it. They, they just don't want to be uh, locked in uh, their so-called confines. Uh, and they don't want to take the precautions that they have to because really, it's for them, they're uh, they're on all on an individual basis where they really don't care. Uh, I have a I have a tough time accepting some of these players that that have caught it. Like what have what have they been doing over the last three months? Have they not seen what's going on and how easy this virus is is contacted and uh, and distributed amongst uh, other people? So you know what I. I I, I'm on both sides of this. I can see where the players are coming from, and I can see where the owners are coming from. But at the end of the day, I think they all have to take uh, a good look at themselves because this this all could have been prevented with a little bit of uh, with some more precautions. Uh, Naz, we've got to go to break, but before we go to break, I'll uh, I'll give you some last words. Yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to play baseball and basketball with Florida and Louis mentioned in Arizona. And they were talking about baseball being handled in Arizona. How do they must have a? They have to have a plan B. I wonder what it is because Florida doesn't seem the place to play. Uh, you know, those those are all interesting questions that are going to become even more magnified in the next uh in the next few weeks because they're starting to make you know some of the sports are 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 going back uh europe seems to be ahead of the curve more so than north america but the pga tour is back in fact one of their players just got tested positive nick watney uh and he may not be the first uh you know we've heard the situation about u.s uh, college football apparently lou you may know better than i 22 clemson players 22 have yep. tested positive. Yep. Um, Five Alabama, twelve Oklahoma State. Um, that's that's you know, all they're announcing right now. Yeah. So um, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm having difficulty uh, seeing the roadmap in terms of you know Roger Goodell and the football people, and it looks like the NCAA football. They're uh, they're pushing full steam ahead to get to start their seasons in September, and um, you know you got you got that amount of players coming down with the virus. Like you, you got to look at it and say, like um, at some point, like I mean, I guess you could put everybody. You can try and put everybody in a bubble, um, uh, but they've got guys. They've got people in bubble. They've got teams in bubbles right now. <laughs> they're coming. It's a Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, what three or four players? Um, yeah, but you gotta, Walter, you got to remember, these players came into these facilities with the virus. It's not like they caught it while they were there. 
Yeah, but you got no control. You know what? Let's let's pick. Let's see if we can pick up this conversation later in the hour. We've got uh, we've got to go to break. We've got to talk to Leo Routens, and this may be a you know a a topic we can talk about with Leo from a basketball perspective. Uh, I know he's down in Florida in the middle of all of this. Um, So let's uh, let's go to break, and we'll be right back with Raptors analyst Leo Routens. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact-free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live on the new AM740, FM96.7, live streaming www.zoomerradio.ca. We're pleased to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. 
good friend of the show, Mr. Leo Routens. Good morning, Leo, and uh, happy Father's Day, my friend. Uh, and then to you as well. Good morning. Uh, to, uh, say a special Father's Day to, to all the listeners out there. Great to be here. Thanks so much for joining us, Leo. Just so you know, there's a lot of voices on the line this morning. Is of course my co-host Naz Marchese, and also a good friend of yours is joining us this morning for the hour, Leapin' Lou Franceschetti. So uh, you may hear different voices at different times. That's uh, where we're all coming from, uh, Leo. Uh, since it's Father's Day, I, uh, I know your mom passed away uh, a, a few months ago, and uh, I wish you condolences. Uh, I know that was a difficult time for you because you're down in Florida. Um, your dad, uh, you had a you had a remarkable uh, basketball career. Any favorite memories of of your dad and uh, and his influence on your career? Well, you know, I'm very fortunate. You know, you mentioned my mom and, and, and my dad. They were always there, right? Uh, uh, never pushing, but always supporting. And, and uh, you know, honestly, the the fact that I made the, uh, the Canadian national team when I did at an early age, uh, really got to thank my dad. Um, I, got, I got cut from the Ontario junior team about six, seven months prior. And, uh, you know, they told me I was too young and it really ticked me off. And you tick me off, I'm going to work that much harder. Uh, but, uh, so, you know, flash forward, I'm playing this all star game in Buffalo and got back at two o'clock in the morning. I was, you know, pretty tired. My dad wakes me up at seven in the morning and he says, Hey, you're going to go try out for the national team. It was an open tryout for the senior men's national team. And I'm going, uh, you know, what am I going to go there for? All I'm going to do is tell me I'm too young. And, uh, he says, well, what are you going to do all day? I said, I'm going to play. Well, who are you going to play with? I said, I'll get all my guys together. He goes, okay, well, everybody's down there. Let's go. And uh, so yeah, I finally said, okay, I'll go. And, uh, you know, five minutes into it, I, I played really well. Uh, but about five minutes into it, Jack Donahue calls me over. And I go, okay, here goes. You're too young. Thanks for coming out. You know, the whole scenario I just experienced, you know, not too long ago. And, uh he says, I want to invite you to the national camp, just like that. And uh, so basically my life changed that morning. And it wouldn't have happened if my dad hadn't gotten me out of bed and said, hey, you're going to be playing ball? Well, everybody's out there ready to play, so let's go. So, uh, you know, he was always there for me. Naz? Uh, Leo, um, they decided to play basketball in uh, Florida. Is there a plan B somewhere else? What's going on with the virus? Uh, I think at this point, uh, it's too late for a plan B. Uh, now, yeah, Florida's bad. There's no question about it right now. What's happening is crazy. Uh, I'm in Florida. I'm right in the middle of it. Uh, but the area around Orlando is not a hot spot in Florida. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, second thing is, it doesn't matter where you go. Uh, you're trying to create the bubble. And the NBA uh, has gone to exceptional lengths uh, to try to create this bubble uh, for the players to, you know, uh, be able to finish out this season in. And there's a lot of, you know, this is a logistical nightmare, um, you know, to try to limit access in and out, you know, who's going to be in the bubble, how the bubble is going to function uh, from the hotels to the arena, to the gym, uh, you know, uh, you know, the entire, you know, I mean, even something as small as, you know, 
who's going to be how many how many employees are going to be active in the hotels how many how many people do you actually need uh in the kitchens um room service uh, or maid maids will not be coming into rooms every single day uh you can get towels and things like that but uh people are not going to be making your bed every single day just the littlest things uh everything has been accounted for uh including testing that's going to be ongoing and uh, there's not much more you can do. And, and, and quite honestly, there's not a lot of places that are set up uh, like Orlando is. I know Las Vegas was one, uh, but Orlando at the, at the ESPN Disney facility, uh, they have you know NBA courts. They have uh, tremendous hotels, everything right there. Uh, so it's as close to a bubble as you can make it. And, uh, you know... I, I think Adam Silver, uh, he's he's not somebody uh, that's going to, you know, uh, do anything. Obviously, there's a risk, right? There's a risk in anything you do today. But he's going to try to mitigate that risk as much as humanly possible uh, to allow the NBA to try to finish their season uh, and protect his players. So, uh, you know, like I said, it's a, it's not going to be easy no matter, no matter where uh, this would be happening. Lou? Uh, Leo, I was just curious with, uh, you're speaking of this bubble and you know, I've read a lot about it. Um, will there be more than one game going on at the same time? And do they have the facilities to handle that? Uh, I'm not sure. I guess uh, the NBA is going to play what, eight to 12 games to finish off the schedule. And uh, will that be in time to, to more or less for the playoffs? Uh, and I was just curious on, are they going to play more than one game? Uh, uh, do they have the facilities to play more than one game a day or on the same day? Sorry. Yeah, that, that's one of the reasons this facility, like any, any, any player in the NBA, uh, and in basketball, basically almost any decent player is well aware of this facility. I've been there, uh, for AAU tournaments for, with my kids and, uh, it's a tremendous facility. So yes, they have, they have, they can accommodate multiple games and uh, multiple practices going on at the same time. Uh, now, no one's released the schedule, so you know, other than what the schedule is going to look like in terms of uh, games, no one's released anything specific at this point. But um, yes, the facility can handle uh, that scenario, uh, and I also think that they're going to be setting up, uh, like even for example, from TV. My understanding is they'll probably have several two or three production crews that will be the only crews that will be producing the games. And they'll do, they'll be the only people allowed in and out of the, out of in, inside the bubble. And they're going to be producing all the games on a, on a rotating basis. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be a big production, but it's a facility that, uh, like I said, there's not a lot of places in Canada or the United States that you can go to that can give you that kind of a, that kind of a, a, uh, a potential bubble environment, and that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, uh, that Orlando was selected for that. Uh, uh, one other question. Sorry, Wally. Go ahead. Um, what's, what's Kyrie Irving uh, more like up to with uh, trying to start the second league? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I've spoken a lot about this. Uh, first of all, I'm not black. I'm not... I've never been marginalized. I've never been oppressed. Uh, I, I, I speak from my position and my platform, from what I know, trying to always take into account what everybody's feeling and 
and, and, and whatever expertise or knowledge I have in anything I speak about. Um, I, I, I think for what the players decide to do, you know, the league is majority black players, uh, and whatever the black players decide to do in the environment we're living in today, uh, I support them. Um, I, there have been plenty of things that have been spoken about recently. Uh, Wayne Embry, you know, consultant with the Toronto Raptors, uh, I, you know, I, I read something this morning where he voiced that he thinks playing, and he's, he was involved in being in the NBA as a player when Martin Luther King was killed. And uh, he, he said at that time, the decision was made to play. And, and from my perspective, uh, not being, again, someone that's been marginalized or oppressed, my perspective is that if you have an opportunity to use your voice, the NBA is going to provide a great platform. These games will be highly profiled. People have been waiting for sports. The ratings are going to be, I think, exceptional. Uh, and the NBA has never told players not to talk. They've encouraged uh, being active, being aware, uh, and using your voice. So I personally believe that the, the opportunity to, to play and use your voice would be a, an excellent, a, excellent uh, situation for the players to, to continue to keep, uh, to keep their fight and to keep this discussion in the forefront. Uh, and, but again, I, I want to I preface everything I'm saying uh, or put it in the right context that uh, as a white man speaking about this, uh, I, I don't think that uh, I have a right to tell them how they should do it or what is best for them. I, I think that's been that's a major issue in our society today. And okay. uh, they are more than capable of making this decision. Um, I do I do have concerns with some of the players that have been talking because they're the some of the players that have been most disruptive in any environment to their teams. And some of these players haven't, you know, completing a season as a challenge for them because they haven't really done it. So, um, in, in the best of times, but I think, uh, logical, uh, logical heads, uh, and good discussion among the players will prevail. And, you know, they're going to do what's, what's best for the majority. Uh, Leo, well put, very balanced and a uh, very reasonable viewpoint on those issues. Thank you. Um, You've become sort of a little bit of a Twitter hero, Leo. Uh, you've got this five o'clock session you do every day called the Twine and Wine. Uh, brings out a little bit of a uh, little bit of your uh, a little bit of your personality. Uh, tell our listeners what the uh, what the Twine and Wine is, and uh, where did that all come about? Well, it's funny because uh, when the NBA had a horse competition. Uh, you know, people were talking about it, and so at the time, TSN asked a bunch of us uh, on-air people and, and people within TSN to kind of do some kind of a horse shot, trick shot. It could be anything. You could throw a sock into a basket, or I can be by my pool and shoot it, or you can be on a regular court, make some kind of a trick shot, talk a little trash, and they're going to put them all together. And I saw people received it very well, and, and I think that people are, um, you know, people miss sports. They miss sports, and, and there's so much going on. You know, a lot of people are feeling a lot of pain, uh, a lot of suffering, uh, health, financial, uh, you know, the racial divide. There's so many things right now that are that are causing pain for people that, uh, you know, I thought, yeah, hey, you know what, why not? Why not? L let me provide a, a mini sport 
distraction, <laughs> if you want to call it that. And uh, and at the same time, I want to you know kind of give everybody a cheers. You know, you're going through. Uh, everybody's going through a rough time. Let's have a laugh and and cheers together. So every day at uh, at five o'clock, I try to I try to make some kind of crazy crazy goofy shot, and uh, and then I cheers everybody. Uh, and so it's kind of become fun. I mean, uh, I, I have people saying that, you know, they can't wait for five o'clock. Everybody's looking forward <laughs> to it. And, and it, it brightens up their day and, and, and same kind of idea that in, in light of everything that's going on, uh, you know, it's, it's just something different. It's, it's a distraction and, and, uh, and I, that's what it's meant to be. You know, it's, uh, it's meant to be uh, a little tongue in cheek and fun at the same time. Uh, hey, let's, let's toast together. Cause we're all in this together and we'll get through this together. Uh, no question, your tri- your trick shots are amazing, but uh, I got a feeling uh, everybody just loves sharing a California cab with you at five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. But I'll tell you, hey, I'll tell you what, though, it's not easy to, you know, as you know, I, I had major back surgery and uh, during the All Star break, and uh, so I can't, like, I can't go diving into the pool and and splashing and, and doing some crazy athletic shots, which would give me another hundred shots to do, but I can't do that, so. I'm trying to come up with a shot every single day, and I'm running out of shots, man. I'm telling you, I don't want to let anybody down, but uh, I tell you, my brain is starting to hurt trying to come up with shots. Anyways, on that note, Naz, uh, we, we've uh, we've got to go to break and get on with the show. I'll give you the uh, last question for Leo. What are the chances of the Raptors winning a game? I, I like their chances. You know, I, I like their chances prior to the prior to the suspension suspended season and. You know, I think the teams that are going to have the most opportunity to win are the teams that are mature, the teams that are going to be able to handle uh, isolation, uh, the teams that are going to have to be able to stay focused, and the players that have understand how to prepare now for what's coming. And I think Raptors check all those boxes. So uh, I'm excited about uh, about about their chances to, to maybe go for the repeat. So this is this is going to be fun to watch. Anyways, Leo. Uh, we always always take the opportunity to thank you for making time for us. We always appreciate it. We always love chatting basketball, and today we got to chat a topic that's perhaps even more important with basketball. We certainly thank you for sharing uh, uh, sharing your opinions on that. Very much appreciated. Leo, all we can say is keep well, and we hope to see you soon. All right, same with everybody, all you guys, and everybody listening, and again, happy Father's Day to all the great dads out there. Thank you. Leo Routens, thanks so much. We'll be right back with the Ultimate Leafs fan, Mike Wilson. Introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. 
To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live. Uh, joining me as usual, my co-host Naz Marchese, also on the line with us today, former Washington Capitol, Toronto Maple Leaf Sabre, Lou Franceschetti, and also joining us on the line now, a good friend of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, pleased to welcome back. The Ultimate Leafs fan, Mike Wilson. Good morning, Mike. How are you this morning? Good morning, guys. Happy Father's Day to all there. Well, thanks. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Uh, we obviously extend our best wishes to you. I, I know this is probably a difficult day for you, Mike. You lost your father, Ernie, in the last year, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, certainly, our, yeah, certainly our thoughts are with you. So, this, you. Uh, in some ways, this must be a, a difficult day for you. Um Mike, uh, bring us up to bring us up to speed. Last year, you were doing the ultimate hockey tour. Uh, I'm sure you probably got a book coming out soon about that. Uh, you can bring us up to date that you've got a podcast going on, Squid and the Ultimate Leafs fan. You got the opportunity to interview Austin Matthews on uh, on Friday. Uh, you, you're taking part in the Sports Card Expo. Mike Wilson certainly. Uh, is uh, keeping himself busy. Uh, bring us up. Bring us up to speed, Mike. Well, uh, actually, the, uh, thanks, Wally. The uh, trip last year, as you all know, I followed the Leafs for all eighty-nine games. Actually, made it ninety because I went to the opener at the beginning of the year. Uh, the book is done. It's called the Ultimate Road Trip. Uh, we're it's just in the final stages. Lance Hornby obviously was a major part of putting this all together, correcting all my bad grammar and mistakes in writing. And we're in the process now of doing the final edits. We've gone through all the photos. 
I'm auditioning next week. This will be a first for to be the narrative for the audio book. So we're working on that. Wow. I'm working on the acknowledgement today. Um, and we're looking for an October 6th release date when it'll come out. Hopefully we'll be able to do some uh, book tour stuff. I'll be doing some speaking and all those great things that go along with it. But in the meantime, we're doing that. You mentioned we had the uh, podcast, uh, Squid, who, for those who don't know, is uh, Rick Five. That was his nickname. And Luke can probably we throw people in on that also. But <laughs> so Squid and the Ultimate Leaf fan, we got going with the hockey news before the pandemic broke out. And we purposely stayed away from doing things on Zoom because of technical problems. But Steve Menzies, who ran the Sport Expo, and that's the biannual show, the biggest hockey show in North America every year at the International Center, usually in the spring and then the fall and the uh, spring and then the uh, fall. And with the close down, he thought he would try a virtual show. And this was the first of its kind where you with the viewer, the collector, you know, signed into the show and could view each of the dealers tables while they were sitting in their home. And, you know, so it was something different. It had great success. They had close to 7,000 people sign on, and they asked uh, Squid and I to do our podcast as part of their main stage event where people could tune in and watch. So we we did our podcast, and we had Austin Matthews on Friday, which was a very timely day with all that stuff coming out about him, and Gary Lehman, who, uh, who himself is extremely entertaining. As fan. I know Lou knows him and has some fantastic stories and just a great guy. So we had some fun with that, and we're going to continue our podcast once we are clear, and we've got a few people talking to us who would like us to continue, and we're going to be exploring that. Uh, really quickly, before I turn it over to Lou and Nez, uh, you had uh, uh, Austin Matthews on Friday, I believe, when you yeah. when you when you taped the podcast. When you interviewed Austin, and I've watched the interview. I didn't. Uh, um, I was trying to watch it this morning. Um, did you know he had at the time had been tested uh, positive for COVID nineteen? Well, we still don't know if that's true or not. I mean, that's yeah. just somebody reporting that. So uh, okay. I, I was given a heads up that that story is going to break a few hours before. And I had no intention of that because that's not my business. And I, I that's okay. a personal thing. Uh, this young man is uh, a superstar hockey player. He's a class act. And he trusted me enough. And he knows who I am. And he trusted me enough to come on the air and talk and speak. And uh, I, I like, why would I, be, why would I disrespect that respect he has for me and for Rick Five? And I just didn't think it was appropriate. But, you know, and again, if you look at him on the screen, look pretty healthy to he me. Looks fine. You know, he looks great. You're, so, you're, tell, us, tell our listeners tell us impressions, uh, the, some of the things you asked him and some of the things that impressed you and some of his answers. Well, we talk, I, I impressed with just how engaging it was. Actually, a lot of the media guys called me and said, boy, he must be like you, Mike. He doesn't give us that kind of answers all the time when we speak to him. But he was very relaxed. He was great. We talked about some of his pregame rituals. I noticed that when I followed the Leafs, actually picked up after about a half dozen games, that one of the pregame rituals they have is that he always he does his usual warm-up, skates around, then he goes to one knee, puts a puck in the red dot circle, and they're in. Uh, usually, if you're looking southbound, it would be on the right-hand side. And he stands there on one knee during the warm-up, and then at the end, he takes one shot on Freddie. And then normally what he'll do is that him and Mitch finish the warm-up with a dazzling display of some passes and shots, and then they toss a couple pucks to the kids. And I, and I said to him, I noticed that, and, uh, you know, the, I noticed the kids with signs, and I, they would always come out, and I'd stop them, and I'd tell the kids where to stand, because you usually threw the pucks in the same spot. And he started laughing. He goes, Mike, I'm going to have to re-listen to this, because i got to redo all that. But he talked about how he got to the rink early. 
some of the stuff. Yeah, we had a lot of young viewers watching on Friday, so he talked about his pregame rituals of how he got dressed. Uh, we talked about who the best game player was on the team. It was Mitch Marner. He talked about, uh, we talked about who the funniest character was on the team. And Justin Hole is a very extremely funny guy that people would be surprised to learn, and he's just a great guy. And him and Freddie are best of friends. They split the chores around the house. Uh, the ball hockey games in the driveway are basically a tie, I guess, by the end of the summer they've gone. He was training religiously at his home, but he said, you know, one of the questions asked him, do you find it tough with the isolation to motivate yourself that one step harder or push yourself that much harder than to be here? And he said, yes, he, he said it was. So we had a very engaging conference. Uh, you know, we had, a, it was very enlightening. Uh, he's just a class act and, uh, you know, wish him nothing but uh, future success. We talked about, of course, not jinxing him with the 50 goal club because we had Gary Lehman on who had, was the second lead to score 50. And of course, Austin is in hot pursuit of, of uh, Rick's record, and he, we had a good chance to break it. And, you know, Rick said Frank Mahavage was there the next day after he broke his record, and he wanted to do the same with Austin. So him and Austin developed a little bit of a relationship, and we hope to have that day where they are meeting each other and Austin has broken a record. Uh, Naz, uh, I don't know if it's appropriate at this point, but I think the Hockey Hall of Fame committee is meeting this week. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, uh, June 23rd and 24th. They're going to meet virtually. Uh, and then there, the, there's the possibility that uh, four men, two women, and two builders will go into the hall. That's the maximum amount. They need 14 out of 18 votes, 75%. Um, your thoughts? We talked about Paul Henderson at length a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if we want to get into that discussion. Your thoughts, and then uh, we'll turn it over to Lou and then to Mike. Uh, who should be uh, out of this class? Who should be going in? And who's on the bubble? Well, I think Paul Henderson should be going in. That's an automatic to me. I don't know what the what Mike and Lou think, but he should be automatic in this whole thing. Uh, Daniel Alfredson, I hear, is going to be in. And I haven't heard anybody else. I've heard Daniel Alfredson will get in this, this time around. Lou, who, uh, who strikes? I mean, you played, uh, well, some of these guys are a little bit beyond your generation. Uh, but you're a keen observer. Some of the names that are out there, Marion Hosa, he seems to be the next guy after Jer- Jerome Ginla's a lock. And there's Marion Hosa, Theron Fleury, Kevin Lowe, Hitchcock is a coach. Albertson, McGilney, listen to these two that I came across in an NBC article. Victor Tikhanov and Boris Mihailov. Man, if those oh two God. guys in, we're going to have to go to Ottawa and resuscitate Liam McGuire. But, uh, Lou, your thoughts. Uh, Henderson, Aginla. Henderson, you know, that's that's a, a, a debate that's been forever. Who should be in the hall, Lou? Well, I, I think I, I definitely think Paul Henderson's uh, due time is uh, he should have been in there a long time ago. Uh, and I would from from the names that you mentioned, I'm not too familiar with uh, what other players are, uh, are are up this year. But uh, I think Jerome McGinley his, uh, his well, he's the first. He's the. I mean, a lot of these names have been around for a while. McGinley and I think Hosa are up. This is their first time up, if I'm not mistaken. And that's yeah, I, I guess Hosa not, a we're not even getting wider than Aginla. Aginla was forefront uh, on; he was always on the front page, uh, especially when Calgary made that run to the Stanley Cup Finals. I think in two thousand four or five. Uh, so I think he he definitely should go in on on first vote. 
Marion Hosa, you know, I, I think he might have to wait a couple more years uh, before he gets in. He might have the, the stats, but there are a lot of other players that had better stats than him uh, that that should be in right now, but they're not. Uh, and obviously, I don't have the names uh, uh, in front of me, but I think uh, Paul Henderson and Jerome McGinnell are probably the two uh, that are slam dunks. Uh, Mike, let me let let uh, I'll let you chime in. Uh, yeah, you're well, you're a keen is, you're a keen observer of hockey. What uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this week's well, deliberations? I'm going to disagree with my good friend, Mr. Brian Burke, who suggested that if Paul Henderson is admitted, then a Rosine, the guy that the goal winning scorer for the 1980 Olympic U.S. team, should be in. And my disagreement with Brian is the fact that uh, Paul Henderson should be in the Hall of Fame. He should have been in years ago because he changed the game of hockey. That goal. Those three winning goals he scored in the last three games and the winning goal, after that, the game of hockey changed internationally. Whereas the U.S. goal was a one-shot deal. I mean, changed maybe the game in the U.S., but didn't change it internationally. So the impact it had on the game, that goal, is forever living. And we look at the game we have today, the infusion of hockey players and so on and so forth, can all be attributed to that series. Because think about if Canada had lost, would it have had the same result? So that is an argument you could go hard with. So he should be in. I think, as everybody's pointed out, Gilman is a lock. But Marion Hosa, listen, he's through, listen, it's one of these things that went to the, the baseball, the 300 uh, home runs or 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. Same thing here with the 500 goals. Hosa had over 500 goals. 525 consideration, 525. So he's going to have to get, you know, uh, consideration. Shane Doan, who was called, you know, basically the ultimate captain, held things together with an organization that was struggling for a long time. He had the respect of everybody. Another 400 goal score. He's got to get some consideration. So those would be kind of my picks. Um, is, is Patty Verbeek getting any consideration? Um, score. He, his name comes up. Uh, his name comes up, but um, you know, I, I think the issue with Verbeek is, and you know, Lou, did you play against Pat? Yeah, I did. Okay, so let's let's entertain that discussion. Uh, so I want your perspective on playing against him. Um, well, you know, well, you you get, know he, he was get, just a, a lot of players. There's a lot of players in that in that you know thousand point, eleven hundred point, twelve hundred point. You're starting to push it. Uh, Thurin Flurry, a thousand and eighty eight points, a gold medal. Kevin Lowe, Kevin Lowe. We forget about him. Six Stanley Cups. Only player with six Stanley Cups not in the Hockey Hall of Fame, who didn't play for the Montreal Canadiens. Think about that. Ken Hitchcock, third all-time in wins as a coach, Jack Adams winner. Pat Verbeek, going back to that, a lot of points, hung around for a long time. I never got the sense to, as a, you know, Hall of to me the Hall of Fame has always been about, not that you hung around for 20 years and you scored 80 points a, uh, a year or 70 points a year, is that your flame burnt bright, uh, and you were considered one of the top players in the game at a certain point in time. Lou, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, well, your thoughts on Pat Verbeek? Yeah, Verbeek's got great stats. I don't think there's any issue there. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of kids. There's a lot of men out in there that are strictly there on stats, and uh, there's a lot of guys that. Uh, that are in there that that don't have half the stats that that Patty Verbeek has. I, I you know I'm just throwing that name out there because he was a he was a different style of player. 
he wasn't uh, a guy who was going to stand in the forefront. He was just one of those little pests that go around uh, that, that yeah, would cause and pest, turn the game around. Lou, pests don't generally get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, like, like, you know, I don't want to play the game about criticizing players that are already in the hall. You know, we, you know, you can always say, well, this guy should be in because that guy's in. You know, that that's that's the debate we, you know, we can always have. And Naz and I had that about Clark Gillies a couple of weeks ago. I don't want to be critical of Clark Gillies. I don't want to be critical of anybody who's in the hall. Let's let's talk about comparing people who are not in the hall. Had for Beak against Alexander McGillney. Who's the better player? Well, I, I would, is there any I issue? Is there Gilly. any issue that Alexander McGillney is not the better player? Yes, he is. Or Rod Brindamore? You know, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where that debate. And going back to the Albertson debate, because Naz brought that up, uh, I hadn't considered. I didn't think uh, this was the fourth year up for Daniel Albertson. And you know, Albertson wasn't the most liked guy in the Toronto area. Let's let's be frank. Uh, we didn't really like him as Toronto fans, uh, just because you know he did that. What did he do? didn't he have that episode where he threw somebody's stick in the Darcy uh, Tucker? Yeah, and then he took the run at Darcy Tucker. Well, yeah, you know what? If if, if he had been wearing a Leaf sweater and had taken a run at uh, somebody else, we probably would have loved him, right? Um, uh, not well liked in Toronto, but you know, I I tend to agree with Nas. Uh, uh, he he's got to me he's to me the, the probably the greatest player in the history of the Ottawa Senators. Some people may say that's not saying a hell of a lot, but you know one of the one of the things that they look for in in, in today's inductions, except when they're looking at Paul Henderson, is international experience seems to be important, especially when it comes to some of these Russian players. And they're actually talking about Boris. If you can believe this, they're talking about Boris Mikhailov, probably the most hated player in Canada during the 1970s, and Viktor Tikhonov. Um, you can, you know, no question you can make arguments for them. Alfredson, uh, from 2000 to 2009, in the 10 years, in that 10 year period, he was the third highest scorer in the NHL. Only two players had more points than him during that 10 year period. Joe Thornton and Jerome McGinley, who had one more point than Daniel Alfredson. Alfredson had a great international career, is in the International Hockey Hall of Fame. He was the best player at the 2006 Olympics when Sweden won the gold medal. He, he had a better Olympics than Sundin had and Forsberg had. Uh, he was the Sweden's best player on a gold medal winning team. You know, the more I, the, I, the more I look at what he accomplished the more I put aside my feelings about how I really didn't like him all that much, and the more it screams Hockey Hall of Fame, Daniel Alfredson. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. So who's the goalie getting in? Curtis Joseph should be the next one, but will he ever get in? Uh, Mike, any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think the problem is with the NHL for the longest time for the Hall of Fame, it's been the criteria has been kind of loosely wrapped in the early days of it, so the bar was not really set the right way, if, if that's if that for a lack of a better way to put it. So just based on your thoughts, you've got to put that aside. I mean, you know, the more I hated the player, the more you get under people's skin, that makes him more valuable, okay, as opposed to the guy who's disappeared that there and you never see him. So 
you know, from that standpoint, yes, does he deserve consideration? He sure does, because he was the heart and soul of that hockey club. He kept it together. Uh, no question he should be a player in. in, in. Um, but just based on that criteria of 500 goals, you got to give those guys, they pro- they should get first look. And listen, he's still got to put the puck in the net. I don't care, you know, what you say. McGillney was probably the first Toronto Maple Leaf player to come here who could skate faster with the puck than he did without it. <laughs> his skill level was off the charts. Does he deserve consideration? Sure. But based on the numbers you're looking at, he probably gets pushed aside again. Uh, not, uh, Lou, uh, really quickly before, uh, we get you know to wrap up. I, I agree exactly with, with Mike. I, I had a, I had a privilege, uh, and an honor to play with Alex, um, for, for the year that I was in, in Buffalo and out, outstanding amount of talent when he wanted to put his mind into it. And the problem with Alex was he didn't want to do it every single night because he could score you 75 goals every single year, just like he did. I think in, in Vancouver, the the one year or even the year that he was with Buffalo. Uh, so, you know what? It, it, it all depends on who you have on the panel and, and whether they like or not. I think Alfredson should be in, whether it's this year or not. I'm not sure. He's got everything going for him. Uh, but again, it, it's really depending on uh, who the panel is and whether they, they think that it's honorable to, to put him in this year. I mean, um, you know, I'm going to get a little provocative here because I want to elicit some uh, some opinions. I mean, we're all, you know, the reality is we're from a certain generation that, you know, uh, the seminal moment in hockey for our generation was happened on September 28, um, 1972, when we all remember, um, you know, and when and when Brian Burke and uh, you know, it's too bad we had him on the show about a uh, about a month ago or a month and a half ago. Should have asked him the question. Quite frankly, we didn't get around to it. But the comparison to Mike Ruzioni and Paul Henderson just you know that just shows me he didn't, he doesn't remember where he was on September twenty eighth, nineteen seventy two, and just doesn't doesn't understand. Uh, I mean, I get the part about the United States and 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 the. Um, and the miracle on ice. It was one game. Um, but Paul Henderson, uh, Mike Ruzzini never had any kind of an NHL career. Um, Paul Henderson's in the International Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm not sure that comparison works. I think the better comparison might be might be Herb Brooks, who is in the Hockey Hall of Fame, who didn't have a great NHL career. Um, not going to take away from his accomplishments. I barely believe he should be there, and he's deservedly there. But if Herb Brooks doesn't win the gold medal in 1980, is he in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Wally? Yeah. I'm going to bring this up, okay? Mike Ruzioni did not we got We got 30 goal. seconds, Lou. Okay, Mike did not score the winning goal to win the gold medal game. The U.S. team had to Oh, no, you're right. That, that, that was the game on the Friday. Yeah, they, yeah, they had Washington to play the Finns on the Sunday. Game. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, unfortunately, I've got to take us. I've got to take us off the air. The clock is about to strike ten. I want to thank uh, Mike. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. It's always great to keep in touch with you. You're doing some great work on your podcast. We look forward to your book, The Ultimate Road Trip, Lou. It's always great having you on. I want to take the opportunity to thank Brandon, our producer. Thanks for carrying us through this spring, through these difficult times, and doing a bang up job. 
We've been on doing this remotely and have not had one major technical hiccup in almost three months. Brandon, you're our hero for today. We want to thank Zoomer Radio for helping us out, uh, keeping us on the air for the last few months. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be able to interview all these legends, and uh, Naz and I have been like kids in a candy store talking to all these great people that we've talked to. Naz, as always, last word. I'd like to, I'd like to say rest in peace, Dave Gaston, a friend of ours who passed away this past week, Wally, teammate. Great guy. To all our listeners and to all the fathers, especially happy Father's Day. To all the listeners, have a safe week. We won't be back again next Sunday. Hopefully we'll be back again when the Leafs are in the thick of a playoff run. We will be back. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.